Welcome to Dig Life Deep with John Aiden Byrne. That's a lie. Babies don't choose to die. You were listening to the sounds of the crowds who gathered at Foley Square in Lower Manhattan, New York on Friday, March the 25th, calling for an end to abortion. The large gathering was for the 6th annual Gift of Life Walk, organised by Personhood Education New York, led by the pro-life activist Dawn Eskew. We'll talk to Dawn later in this special episode and to some of the attendees at a time when abortion is in the crosshairs of Washington these days with the repeal of the landmark pro-abortion 1973 Roe v. Wade decision within striking distance according to many pro-lifers. It also comes after the disclosure of some gruesome abortion details, actually horrible details, just revealed in in DC. We'll get into that later. We were on the ground in Foley Square and at the walk and I must say the energy and enthusiasm was infectious. We keep digging for the secrets and stories of uncommon and everyday things and interesting people. I hope you're all well. We have a fabulous show coming up. We were on the ground to cover the amazing 6th annual International Gift of Life Walk in Lower Manhattan, organised by Personhood Education New York. Speakers included Father Sheenan Bouquet of Human Life International, activist Teresa Bonapartis, the Reverend Clenard Childress, Father Lawrence Joseph, David Carroll, Executive Director of the World Apostolate of Fatima, and the DJ, the fabulous Jimmy James. We'll bring you some interviews with the attendees and my interview with Dawn Eskew, who leads Personhood Education in New York. I want to remind you of a groundbreaking new podcast, Odeon Capital Conversations on all things money and markets with Dick Beauvais. He's the chief financial strategist at Odeon Capital Group and Matt Van Alstein, Odeon co-founder and managing partner. Odeon Capital Conversations is hosted by yours truly, and available on Apple, Spotify, and on all the good platforms. You won't want to miss episode 11 of Odeon Capital Conversations. It's the latest episode. I'm your host, John Aiden Byrne. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It was a bright and sunny day at Foley Square on Friday, March 25th. A perfect day, in fact, for a large gathering of pro-lifers who came here for the 6th annual International Gift of Life Walk. And I caught up with some of them. I'm your host, John Aiden Byrne. <laughs> 
Hi, how you doing? I'm Reverend Clonard Childress. I am the assistant to the National Director of LEARN, the Life Education and Resource Network. We're the largest African-American pro-life network in the country. And certainly it is God's call to us to be in the public square on the behalf of those who cannot stand for themselves. And it's so necessary to eradicate social injustice is that we would be in the public square pointing out the slaughter of the innocent and the shedding of innocent blood which pollutes America and pollutes the ground. So we're here today to lift our voices in harmony with those across the nation that indeed that we with complete expectation expect Roe versus Wade to be overturned and then take the battle to the states. New York City will be one of them. <laughs> the abortion crisis is very serious also in the African American community. Yes. 52% of all African-American pregnancies end in abortion since 1973. Over 22 million African-Americans have been killed by abortion. I know there's more and it's necessary coming. for it to be uh, in the mind and the and, um, front burner of African-American leadership. And that we need to address the, uh, the physiological anyhow, damage it's doing to our women. So we have to recognize that. We have to be out with our voices lifted up. But we're grateful for up. this small opportunity. But we're going to grow. Thank you for your patience. Will Goodman, and I'm here to be a voice for the voiceless and try to speak up for those who do not have a voice or not protected under law. Uh, that uh, it's a self-evident truth that all of us have a natural beginning, and where the natural bi biological beginning of life starts, so do our human rights, and so we need to have a solidarity with those who are the earliest, youngest, and smallest members of our human family. Where did you come from today? Uh, well, I, I, I call Wisconsin home, but I'm actually coming from the White Mountains in New Hampshire where I was doing some hiking. So you've been a pro-lifer for a long time? Yeah, since about 1992-93. Thank you for being here. Don Eskew is president of Personhood Education New York, which organizes the International Gift of Life Rally in New York each year. I don't know where she gets her energy, but maybe it was the warm support of the crowds who gather at Foley Square each year, and this year was no exception, aside from perhaps the stakes now being higher, with America on the cusp of potentially seeing the repeal of Roe v. Wade. There is much hope that this will happen. Even so, New York will have its own challenges if Roe is eliminated. I caught up with Don Eskew after the rally, and here is my interview. After the interview, we let the tape run so you can hear some of the incredible sounds from the International Gift of Life walk in New York City this year. I'm your host, John Aiden Byrne, for Dig Life Deep. Don, welcome to the show. A great walk in New York City. Tell us about it. Uh, well, thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to talk about it and get the word out. The walk was um, beautiful this year. We had the perfect weather, uh, rain the day before, rain the day after. We even had the uh, the National Pilgrim Virgin statue from the Blue Army, also known as the World Apostolate of Fatima. We had five great speakers uh, to talk, all speaking about personhood and getting the message out that all unborn humans or preborn babies are persons. And in the United States, persons receive protections uh, for their life. So the walk 
um, if you'd like to know how we got started. So we wanted to be in the St. Patrick's Day Parade that occurs every year in New York City, the very big parade, and thinking it's St. Patrick's, it's Catholic, Cardinal Dolan is always out on the steps of St. Patrick's Cathedral. Uh, we didn't think that we would not be allowed to participate. And to our surprise, uh, my organization and another organization called Children's First Organization, which is also Choose Life license plates, we were denied access two years in a row. The second year, I did receive a call uh, from the St. Patrick's organization, and they said they will allow one organization in, but they don't know who that would be. We later found out who that was. Um, it's very controversial, so I won't even go there right now. But uh, from there, my friend, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Rax, and I decided, now th this happened in 2016. We applied for the walk 20. Uh, 15 and 2016, we were denied from St. Patrick's. So we decided we're going to do our own walk. When are we going to do it? Uh, summer was no good because a lot of events occur. Uh, so we came up with the idea, ah, you know what? March 25, that's the Feast of the Annunciation. That's also the date of the uh, International Day of the Unborn Child that was designated by John Paul II. And he designated that date together with other leaders around the world uh, and representatives of the three largest religious organizations, the Jewish population, the Jewish uh, religion, Catholics, and the Muslims. So um, they all thought that that was a day that needed to be recognized. So that's the date. We set it. And off we went. Uh, first year was in 2017. This year was the sixth annual. I, I, I mean, I'm taken aback by the fact that the New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade didn't allow you march. It's the largest annual St. Patrick's Day Parade in the world. What a forum. It's a Catholic event. And your message is needed in New York City at this time. It has been characterized as the abortion capital of America, perhaps the world. And there's a lot of changes afoot. On the one hand, uh, there's a feeling that Roe v. Wade, which constitutionally enshrines abortion into law across America, across all the states, will be overturned. But the problem there for New York and some other states is that they have done a run around Roe v. Wade to enshrine abortion into law. So do you see that as being a difficult challenge for New York? Because this is where your work is at. Yes, it is difficult. We can't go any further with uh, abortion. Uh, we are in the deepest part in New York as far as protecting the unborn child. Uh, the bill that was passed uh, the, by and signed into law by Cuomo allows even infanticide. If a child survives abortion, there is not a second doctor there to, to help that child. So that child who was born has absolutely no rights. We can't go any further unless we start passing laws like what's going on in, in uh, Maryland. There was a law there. I, um, I, I don't know the, the status on that, 
but they were uh, going to say they could that the mother or father can kill the child after 28 days after birth. So um, we haven't gotten there, and hopefully we'll, we won't. But um, even if Roe v. Wade should be overturned uh, with this Dobbs versus Jackson case, um, it is a very powerful case. I do know of a powerful testimony that was made uh, with Hannah Strega. I won't go too much into that detail, but if you look up Hannah Strega and what her her testimony was, um, my point is, even if Roe v. Wade is shooken up and Roe v. Wade is overturned, we still have to do the same work we're doing in New York State. Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there doing great work. Your organization, people like Chris Slattery, the Sisters of Life, Chris Bell and numerous others, many of them volunteers. You know, what's amazing about New York State is that it has one of the highest abortion rates in America. I'm looking at stats from 2017. Um, New York had 12.2% of all the abortions in America. There was over 800,000 that year. Um, so that's 12.2%. It's extraordinary. And as you mentioned, uh, in 2019, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo signed the Reproductive Health Act that legalizes abortion up to birth. And of course, this is funded by taxpayers. It's funded by taxpayers. Yeah. Um, yes, the uh, it is. And um, we did personhood new york our 501c4 uh did send a letter to cuomo uh saying that that needs to stop and funding to those organizations that help women uh have their baby are the ones that should be receiving so when i say help uh, many people don't know that pregnancy centers help mothers with all their needs even with clothing diapers furniture, not just up to age two. There are those that help all the way up to the age of 18, 18 years old. So it truly is, uh, they, they do help mothers and that word needs to get out as well. And so if people want more information, mothers, parents, families uh, in the situation of a crisis pregnancy, is there a directory they can go to? Can they reach out to your organization to get more information? Absolutely, yes. Yes, and I, then I can uh, point the way. Again, I'm looking at the um, horrors of abortion in, in America and New York. It, it seems like the way we're going at New York could become some kind of a sanctuary city for the abortion industry. Yes. You know, that's interesting. Uh, yes. Um, actually, in the very beginning, it was. People from Canada came over to New York when New York first passed the bill um so many years ago but anyway yes um as Ro if roe v wade and yeah. we're very we're very hopeful that that could happen many i'll say half of the states will be protected abortion will be banned uh, but the other states and more in particular new york because they have opened the gates very wide in that respect yeah what do you make of the reports coming out of washington did a discovery the gruesome discovery of all those fetuses. It's horrible. It was on the news and photo. I saw photos which weren't on the um on the mainstream media, if you will, of the um of some of the fetuses, like viable yeah. babies if they had been given the chance to live. Yes. 
there was a baby that was found still in the sack, in the placenta. So uh, that was a living baby that if uh, that died of just of the natural causes, not direct abortion. Um, uh, yes, that was very shocking what they found. Um, those people who were arrested are heroes. They are pro-life heroes. They were doing the right thing. Uh, we have soldiers, when they're in war, they go and um, they, 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 they risk their own life trying to bring in their wounded soldiers and even those who are died, who at least can be sent back home to the family. And I see what these pro-life heroes did, uh, rescuing these babies to give them the respect to be buried with respect and dignity. That's what every human being should be receiving. And uh, it is a horror. Yeah, absolutely. Back to your walk. It was a beautiful sunny day and there was groups from everywhere and a lot of familiar faces. I saw Phil McManus from Long Island. He's a big pro-life activist. Yeah. Uh, the Sweeney's, Mike and Colette and many others. And yeah. one thing that was quite noticeable is that um, you got a lot of cheers and support at the rally. And then when you walked did your walk later around a few blocks this was downtown manhattan started yeah. off on foley square there were cars honking and people you know in offices waving out at you yeah. i mean i was in some ways t surprised because this was yeah. lower manhattan and you were entering into some pretty liberal enclaves right. huge support from from locals uh, absolutely so we go down broadway which is also known as the canyon of heroes so we are all witnessing for life. I say everybody who participate is a hero who participates in this walk. And you're right. The first time we did our walk, we didn't know what to expect. Um, but it was a very beautiful, positive feeling. Everybody took out their, their, their phones. Their, their, they have a look of surprise. They're smiling. They're, everyone is taking videos yeah. of our walk. And it happens. And I figured, okay, that's just the first year. It's not going to happen next year. It happens every single year. Um, my feeling is that because the pro-life messaging is so silenced in New York, even by the Catholic St. Patrick's Day Parade, we are silenced. We really don't have a voice. And I do believe that there are more pro-life people out there in New York State. And when they see us, they may get a little more courage. Not be afraid to say they're pro-life in their job, in the public square. And, and that's one of the things we're hoping to change with this walk. We need to be able to speak in the public square without fear of losing, losing our job. Creating awareness. Want to go back in history. Your group stemmed from uh, a relationship and affiliation with the United Nations. Can you explain that to me? Sure. So personhood, um, there was a national organization that was an NGO at the United Nations. And um, personhood had a voice at the United Nations joining with the other pro-life group NGOs that were there. Um, they disintegrated another new national personhood organization formed, but when the first one disintegrated, they lost the NGO status. So Personhood New York started working on that. It's kind of involved, takes time. Um, and, um, and so while we were working on that, we formed the walk as well. And that's why the walk is called the International 
International Gift of Life Walk. Um, there are other personhood organizations uh, that formed just prior to our walk, and they're called One of Us um, or Uno di Noi in Europe. And they they tried to petition uh, over there in Europe. But anyway, I don't want to go off. But um, anyhow, my thought, my thinking at the time was that they would also get on board with the walk. And that gave it that international dimension and flavor. And so you're probably looking towards next year's walk. Uh, same time, same place, same date, maybe? Always. That date is non-negotiable. I get phone <laughs> okay. calls. Change that date. Um, but that date is non-negotiable and it will always stay March 25, Foley Square, and we go down Broadway. Uh, next year, we, we already know who's coming. Father Altman, um, he okay. spoke out very strongly um, a few years ago. Uh, he's still a priest, but he lost his, um, his post as a pastor in his church. But he received so much support around the country that um, he now goes around speaking. So we, we got him this year and we're very excited. And you had good speakers this year. We're all excited about next year's and I wish you luck, Dawn. Keep up the good work and we'll get together again very soon. Thank you so much for this opportunity. God bless you. <laughs> that day. 
and to protect the unborn child. I want to thank all of you for joining us here today. I also would like to thank my walk committee. If everybody can just give a hand to that walk committee. Thank you. Especially with organization, organizations like this to, to do things like this year after year um, and to bring people from all walks of life together uh, for one common cause. Um, so give yourselves a big round of applause for being here, braving it out. My only regret is that I didn't get involved earlier, uh, but I'm glad to be here now. So. Yes. You are listening to Dig Life Deep with John Aiden Byrne. You can reach the host in the U.S. at 973-529-4699. That's 973-529-4699. 973-529-4699. Email burndesk at gmail.com. That's burndesk, B-Y-R-N-E, desk at gmail.com. Burndesk at gmail.com. Subscribe for free.